0: We are starting another edition of the Let's Go Ricky Roll podcast with Josh Tolly and Beth Duran. I'm Beth Duran, as always, joined by Ricky and Tolly. As we get going, I'm in L.A. Ricky's in L.A. Tolly is, I think, upstate New York. Are you still there? Still here. All right. All going right, to right. Ro- going to Roanoke tomorrow. To where?
1: Uh, where? Roanoke, Virginia. For a hockey game, or three. <laughs> our guy, our guy, Jamie McGinn. Canadian he's No, he's not back playing. The guy owns the team or something, so he invited me. So they're gonna drive. They're gonna drive to me. We're gonna stay the night tomorrow in a smaller town, and then we're gonna drive six hours to Virginia on Thursday.
2: Wait, he owns a team?
1: Yeah, he owns a hockey, an ECHL hockey team. Um, Wait, Roanoke River Rail Dogs.
0: What's this guy's name? Jamie. Who? Jamie Begin. And who's that? And my guy. Our guy,
2: yeah, Jamie McGinn played. Um, when I met him, he was with the San Jose Sharks. This is back in the day. Him and Logan Couture, big uh, Blue Jays fans, and they uh, we we got close to them. And then I think um, Josh met him out in Colorado when he lived there because he was playing for the Avalanche, right? Yeah, yeah. This so was my... it was kind of a small world uh, that we both of us happened to know know him.
0: So this guy just says, "Hey, Tully, I'm in Virginia. Come hang out." No, he's in Canada,
2: but
1: they haven't been able to leave Canada. They've been on like stringent lockdowns. Uh-huh. So yeah. he's like, he wants to go check on the team. <laughs> so I think there's a, there's a handful of guys going down. So we're it, gonna
2: it, go. Meta, what's the what's the name of the kid who uh, owned that hockey team that they did the documentary on oh, Netflix?
1: The eighteen-year-old. Uh, yeah, the Danbury uh, trash. which family. is crazy. Cause, the trash Yeah, because I know the guy that bought the team from them, from that guy.
2: Dude, yeah, I, I actually played in Danbury once. Well, we played at an exhibition game with Team USA. So when I heard Danbury, I was like, wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> That crazy. document is crazy.
0: Yeah, Jamie is, McGinn is 33 years old. So he lives in Toronto and he owns a team totally in Roanoke, Virginia. And yeah. how does this happen? First of all, welcome to the Let's Go Ricky Roll podcast where we talk about everything random. Well, eventually, we'll get to the baseball talk. But this guy just says, hey, I got a team in Virginia. You want to go for a drive?
1: Well, we've been trying to we've been trying to hook it up for the last couple of years, and then COVID COVID hit, and then he called me like a month ago when Catherine was in Mexico, and I said, "Yeah, let's go." My turn.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, Rick, no. Who did you get us involved with, Rick? This guy is always up to something.
2: Hey, this guy knows everybody, man. Knows everyone. International man of mystery.
0: Yep. It is. he's a, currently a free agent right now. He's thirty three years old. Uh, he's done. Oh, <laughs> okay. He's about
1: He's about as washed up as me and Ricky. <laughs> Don't tell him I said that, though.
0: So he owns mm-hmm. what hockey team? What's it called?
1: The Roanoke? Uh, Roanoke River Rail Dogs, I think.
3: Roanoke... Oh, I can't. I'm so excited. No, no, no.
0: The Roanoke Rail Yard Dogs. Yeah, that's right. That's the name of their team. Uh, they're part I'd of it. would be excited, too. I
2: heard minor league hockey is pretty fun.
0: Yeah. Hey, Tony, totally. can we get some swag? They got some sweet gear, man. Yeah,
1: let me, I'll get on it.
0: The owner is I'll Bob McGinn.
1: That's his father, yeah.
0: Oh, okay, father. so his dad was, all right, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, get, get some gear, bro, we're all right. Let's go, <laughs> let's go. Yeah.
2: I think he had like, like two other, he had two other brothers, I think, in the NHL. They had like yeah. three brothers. So, yep, yeah, so
1: Ty is over in Germany right now, and Brock is with the Penguins, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah man. Uh, his let's younger let's brothers, go. Ty and Brock, are ho- yeah. hockey players. That's cool, that's cool, all right. Along with his father, Bob McGinn and the brothers, they're the owners of the Roanoke Rail Yard Dogs. That's
1: cool. Awesome, awesome family, awesome family.
2: Yeah.
0: All right, all right. That'd be an interesting place. I might be a future guest right there. I mean, the the, the world of Tolly. there's always something new. And totally just let me know, let you guys know. So on the Instagram, the Let's Go Ricky Rowe Instagram, we've been posting the Tolly Times that come out there every single week or the different predictions. You know, Ricky having to wear the Rams gear, all that other stuff. We'll, we'll talk about Ricky's Rams winning the Super Bowl too. But the yeah. Tolly Time has struck a nerve. It really has. Let me just start off the show with this. I go to my... Friends, uh, kids, basketball game the other day, 10 years old, right? And sure enough, I hear a guy in the corner just barking away, barking away. And I don't say nothing. I'm not involved. I'm just there watching as a friend. And a buddy of mine who watches the show, he said, don't ever say my name on the show, Bethel, because you know who I am. And I'm like, yeah, no problem, because he watches at work, so I'm not going to get him in trouble. And turns to me and says, what well, would we'll totally do right now? <laughs> what would Tolly do? That, that's another one. What would Tolly do is <laughs> become a phenomenon. So, uh, Tolly time coming up later on. The rants are there. Uh, Ricky uh, is got the baby going on. Soleil still hanging out with you? Or no, she gone? no, no.
2: She's with the babysitter. She, she's in Kansas.
0: All right. Now, uh, before we get going, Ricky. Your Rams, congratulations. They won the Super oh, Bowl.
2: That. say my Rams, man. You better watch them huh. Uh-uh. Uh-uh.
0: Well, because hey. you wore the Rams gear, they won.
2: They, them and their 100 fans can enjoy that title. I mean, and then you add the Green Eye Bandit to that. Oh. Well, we'll get into that later, though. I told them I was going to tear them apart.
0: Oh, my goodness. Tony! did you watch the but, Super it, Bowl? It was, it
2: was a fun yeah. game. It was a good game it was a good game. I think nobody really respected the Cincinnati Bengals. Everyone thought they were going to get blown out. And, and I mean, Joe Burrow, second year, first full year going out there and doing what he did, man. I mean, shoot sucks that they couldn't protect them. I think they protect them. They might win that ball game, but, uh, no, it's cool. You know, I, I mean, I could care less about who won the halftime show is where it was at, man. It was, I was, I was so pumped on that. And, um, just to see that, uh, that those guys go out and perform, and Mary J. Blige come out and perform with those guys. It was, it just brought me back to, to my high school years.
0: Tolly, what did you think of the halftime show as a white man no, in New York?
1: Yeah, nope. I thought it was outstanding. I thought, um, I, th- I thought it was really good. It did kind of bring me back to my high school days. 50 cent, 50 cent. <laughs> Looked like he's swallowing arrows. <laughs> Poor guy.
2: I felt bad for him but they oh, all did man. it they, uh, the worst part is they made them do go upside down dude. The, the, i didn't no. do them any favors yeah they, did, they
1: didn't they set them up for failure but i tell you it, no they all did a great job it, it did I, I felt like i was in the, the locker room after a friday night win in a football game that's what it used to sound
0: like
2: yeah.
1: it was awesome
0: it was pretty cool i was i was there working i was <laughs> at the press box and uh you started,
2: you're, bad. It, you're bad. i wanted to Congrats, man. That's awesome. Like following your stories and, and watching all the work that you were doing. I mean, it, it, it sounded it looked like you were having a blast. Like, yeah. I think this is, this is the first time you've ever uh, done a Super Bowl, right? Yeah, you had said, a, I haven't a, done a Super Bowl in the Olympics.
0: Yeah, it was the so first Super cool Bowl that on. I did where I actually worked while I was allowed inside. Uh, so it was really cool. It was a long day, but it was awesome. That's why it's never worked when you get to do this stuff. And it was cool. It was great. But to the halftime show... You know, like, we know this, sports writers are usually old white guys, right? And they want to see Spring, Springsteen, right? That's what they want to see. And uh, so halfway through, I, I, I was on my Instagram Live. I looked to the side. And I'm like, hmm, a lot of uh, curmudgeon writers are right now looking like, what's going on here? It was, uh, <laughs> But football is more diverse. So it was, a lot of people were cool. And it, it was a, a cool setup to be there uh, walking around. A lot of Bengals fans, uh, a lot of a party, a lot of good stuff. And uh, I can say I've worked at the it, Super Bowl. Say it, say it. 70 what? 70-30? I thought it was about 70-30. When the introductions, about an hour beforehand, when the players came out for introductions, it felt like, I've never been to Cincinnati, but it felt like I was in Cincinnati. It was loud. And then, I don't want to ever hear this,
2: whose house? Like, no. Every opposing team, that's that's their house. Yeah. So let's quit it, Rams
0: fans.
3: Quit uh, it.
0: And, but then that was all. Every,
2: I said, Roswell, don't worry. I'm going to come for your ass next year. Don't worry. It doesn't end here. <laughs> you can keep oh, your little circle it. title it's all right
0: it, Ricky's still mad about wearing that ring you, know, you know what
2: you know, you know why you know we it, it's funny how josh it's funny how um shoot i might even throw my brother in there it's funny how like all these new rams fans didn't choose the chargers why didn't they choose the chargers they're from la oh because they wanted the quick and easy route you know like the 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 guy the team that's already made and almost ready for a Super Bowl title so yeah i mean yeah those rams fans ain't real
3: <laughs> rickys called bandwagon
2: fans is
1: ask if hey ask your buddies if there's any more room on the bandwagon i'll hop on
2: yeah hey cool. you're from st louis man you you're allowed to root for them
1: <laughs> yeah i might be more of a fan than they
0: are wait uh totally your kid was wearing a <laughs> steven jackson jersey
1: yeah i had a friend of mine gave that to me years ago um it was actually a game used jersey I don't know how I got it, but um, I, I'm trying to think. I got it from one of two guys. But it's just been sitting in my closet, and they had Jersey Day at school. So I was like, oh, you should wear this to school. So <laughs> they did. My bad. There's, one, like said, there's, only one
2: that, there's only one Renz fan I, I respect, and that's Razo, and I'm happy for him. I texted him right away, and I said, hey, man, congrats. And he texted me. He's like, dude, I'm, I'm hammered. I was like, you should be. I would be too. <laughs> I was watching my tape on the Super
1: Bowl. Hey, let's let's talk about L.A. being the city of champions for real. i on. That's crazy. unbelievable, dude.
0: Yeah.
1: That's unbelievable. I mean, that, that I'm just mind blown. Three championships in one
0: town. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's what we do out here, totally. You know, this is why. It's tough. I, you just win. Yeah, we do that. Yeah. We golf all year round, and uh, you just win a <laughs> little bit. <laughs> but yeah, it's really cool to see the the atmosphere there and Hollywood Park. It used to where the SoFi Stadium is now, uh, totally. It used to be a racetrack. And I used to go there for dollar night in 1998. It, and dollar dog, dollar beers, and it was like, if you're under 30, and it was run down, degenerate, you know, my kind of style. And to see that that's now a $5 billion stadium, yeah. the, it, it's going to be crazy there. Super Bowl will probably be back there in another four years. Uh, like every four be. years, they'll probably be there. So it'll be bigger and better. And hopefully one day Ricky gets to see his Niners in the Super Bowl.
2: Okay. Yeah, even if it's Rangers. on TV.
0: <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, so you know you have the Lakers winning a championship, the Dodgers winning a championship, and then uh, tomorrow or Wednesday, they're, whatever day it is, they're going to have a, a rally for the Rams. It's not a real parade. It's going to be a little rally down a couple streets by USC, but that'll get going. So Wait, it was a good weekend. Why, why, not, the, why not the parade? Why not a parade? <laughs> My own opinion, and like Ricky said, there's not that many fans that are going to come out to see them. LA is still a, a football town of transplants. Like you have guys like Ricky from LA, but they're Niner fans, you know, a lot of Raider fans. So it's not like if you did it for the yeah. Lakers or Dodgers, everybody's coming out. Rams. Uh-huh.
2: Eh. Bet- Beto made a good point, dude. During when the Rams left was what, what year did they
0: leave? Beto? In the nineties, the early nineties. 90s.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Early. Yeah. early 90s. So That's when like my childhood kind of, when I started kind of getting into sports, watching football, and there was no team here. So what do you, what do you pick on? Who's on TV? steve young jerry rice the niners the cowboys and that's why when you honestly and i and i know i mess around with rams fans and stuff like that but when you go to the stadium and you go watch the games if, if they're playing the cowboys it's going to be mainly cowboy fans oh, yeah. so the the fan, base, the fan base lost about 20 years of you know i could have grown up a rams fan easily if, if they were still here but really? they, there was no team to, to, to root for so they lost kind of an entire generation of fans and Beto said uh, in our group chat, it's probably going to take another five, six years for them to actually build a fan base. And them winning obviously helps. But, yeah, you know, they got to continue to win, too, for for that fan base to continue to grow.
0: Well, look like a team. Yeah, in- this is. In- will- oh, go go
1: no, this will expedite the process. No doubt. Winning the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah. You have yeah. a b- bunch of brand-new kids who are like, okay, if you're third or fourth grade and you're like, oh, wow, my team's in the Super Bowl. And you don't, you're impressionable in those a, that age. That's why it sucked that the yeah. Chargers didn't go to the playoffs because they don't get those extra games. But like a team in Canada, right? Toronto, you're the only team there, right? Uh, mm-hmm. So they're going to follow you no matter what. L.A., it's you better win. The Kings won a couple of Stanley Cups, and then all of a sudden they went back to being mediocre and people don't quite – build up on that. So you have to sustain and maintain yeah. and totally the you only real,
2: like the only real fan base where you go, you go to a Laker game. It's no 90% Laker game, 95, 99% Laker fans. You go to a Dodger game. It's going to be all Dodger fans. And those are like, I feel like the Dodgers, would you agree It's the most loyal fan base in LA?
0: The Dodger fans are the like, <laughs> let me be without getting in trouble. They're the dumb loyal fans because they're going to go no matter what. Laker fans will say, You know what? You suck. We ain't going to spend 150 bucks for you to go watch this game. <laughs> like, because Laker games haven't been selling out lately. The last couple weeks, really? They haven't been selling out. They've been coming up short because it's a bad product right now on the court. But Dodger fans are like, Fuck it. We're going to go no matter what because it's a part. Dodger games are a party. So they're going to go my, no matter what. My
2: mom says, The Dodger fan base has always been there no matter since you were growing up. Whether they suck or they won, it don't matter. They're always there.
0: They were there selling 3 million tickets when Frank McCourt was in bankruptcy court. Like, like Frank McCourt was, like him and his wife are spending money on houses to go swimming in. Like, she literally bought a house in Malibu, which is right on the ocean, so she could swim in the pool looking at the ocean. Like, that's what they were doing with the payroll. Like that's what it was. And Dodger Valley, sure, let's go. Let's keep on going. But Dodger fans yeah. are hardcore, dedicated, loyal man. Just like Yankee they fans. They'll let you know. Yeah. All right, Tony. Yeah. Uh, what are you up to this week? Because I know there's always something going on with you before we get into the show. Besides Rolling, over, what you. else is there?
1: No, that's all I have.
0: Is it? Just, was there any yeah. any repercussions from you going off on the referee and the parents last week on totally time?
1: Not not really. A lot of the parents are digging it. All my friends are like, yeah. Keep preaching. Keep <laughs> preaching. So you guys just wait. I'm going to keep preaching.
0: You are. And I, I said, I got somebody who's going to come up with a Totally Time logo. Uh, we're going to have a Totally Time sticker. We're going to have a Totally Time hoodie. We're going to have all kinds of other stuff. Uh, but the messages that I started getting on the Let's Go Ricky Rowe Instagram DMs. All the way. Uh, I
2: do not run that page, people. I do not <laughs> run that <page.
0: laughs>
2: I run it. I Where run it. baseball camp page. I do not run yeah. it
0: i run the instagram for the let's go ricky rose so people who think you're talking to ricky i'm sorry because <laughs> i write back i always write back thanks you know pretty good i don't even have access to those accounts you don't know, you know uh people saying, oh ricky the one this is i'm not gonna say the person's name ricky that's what you get for talking shit about the rams <clears throat> when you wore the jersey i'd roll back thanks <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah okay uh george wanika uh, in stanton island who's watching us right now that's, that's my guy. guy yeah he's a totally he's up there uh most watched guy in podcasting so we appreciate everybody coming out and everything else so uh also 643ha uh emus Ema is that how you say his oh, name right right emus yeah yeah Brett in, emus. Uh, in Le- monroe louisiana check in with us uh, sorry, Brad. It's not Ricky running the account. He's like, "Hey, Bricky, how you doing?" So I'm the one running the Let's Go Ricky Roll Instagram account. And if you want a sticker, we have new stickers. I don't have them with me, uh, but we have Tolly's name on there. We've added it, so I'm gonna send you some Tolly so we can have them out there in Upstate New York. Just DM me and say you want a sticker. We'll send you some new stickers. All right, let's get going. Oh, what you got, Rick?
2: Before we turn the page on football and it's over, it's done with. Josh, give me give me your take on this. So let's say you 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 have a girlfriend. Catherine was your girl is, was your girlfriend, you know, when you first meet, whatever, whatever. Let's say you come in as a Rams fan and she's <gasps> a cowboy.
0: Doing You're doing this.
2: <laughs> Would you ever wear wear a Cowboys jersey to a game to impress no. her?
1: Zero percent chance.
2: Okay. That's <laughs> my case. Because we have a friend who is beyond in love. And, and he's watching right now he adopted what? the damn rams dude and he's a raider fan hardcore raider fan
1: oh man
2: you better be and careful
0: you get beat you up, get up for that Raider
2: rams gear are you
0: kidding me okay can we, never, can we, does anybody
2: have a
1: does anybody have a photo of him in a raider's shirt and a ram shirt well we can okay
0: so i wasn't gonna do it but his name is the green eye bandit great fan good friend uh hard not a great
1: fan not a great fan not, oh, maybe, of, really the not, not maybe heard heard of the show maybe of the show
2: kicking him out yeah not a yeah yeah great was fan was of the show t- we thank you for that he however fan. he was out celebrating the rams victory dude
0: <sighs> okay to, okay, so, him on, him. Okay, so no, he's a super nice guy, hardcore, he's, awesome. Core, he's, he's awesome. awesome, he's great, and I didn't want to do this to him, but I had the pictures ready, just in case. Uh, so there he is, totally celebrating the Rams victory in a Dodger jersey, okay, you know, okay, I'm like, okay, he's out there celebrating with his Rams friends. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah, you know, that's cool. He, he's out there and he lives by the stadium celebrating. No problem. If you go to his account, which is now private all of a sudden, I don't know why. Uh, but
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, we snapped those pictures,
0: dude. Yeah. I mean, pictures. I'm not going to say that he posted this on his story, you know, a Rams uh. towel. And then he had the Super Bowl program, which, by the way, that program is 25 bucks. So... Commemorative? Okay, I'll give him that part. You know, he's he's supporting his girlfriend's a Rams fan. And well he's been great. a lifelong fan, right? Yeah, yeah. Um but then yeah. but then you know, <laughs> you know me, I'm up late sometimes. I get bored. I I played Wordle. You can only play Wordle once a day, so you know what am I also gonna do? Uh, I start scrolling and I go back through his account and I'm like, oh hey <laughs> <laughs> Radiation He's been waiting for the day for a long time. Oh, man. So a picture of him at the new Raider Stadium, Allegiant Stadium in Vegas. He was there when they started construction. Jim Plunkett jersey, you know, Raider hat, Raider jersey, all that good stuff. So, you know, he's been a hardcore Raider fan. I think it's a girlfriend, Tolly, and Rams fan. And he posted a picture from the tailgate with his girlfriend, and what happened? He was like, "Oh, I'm had, had, had here for her, all that other good stuff." So, um, hey, good for you, good
2: for you for being a good boyfriend. But fuck that. <laughs> if it's my girlfriend, I'm saying fuck your team. It's about my team. And Cara gets mad at me because she she wants she's like, "Oh, the kids can root for the Lakers and the Raptors." No, no. <laughs> this is a strictly Laker house and a Niner house. Like, no. I'm sorry. I I, I ain't having that, you know? And, yeah, if you go to Toronto and they want to root for the Raptors, if we're there, not that we've ever been to a game, but, no, like, my boys know that it's the the Lakers. They root for the Lakers and the Niners. Like, no. Like, fuck your team, babe. Sorry. Sorry.
0: That's just how I do I think Tully's frozen, but my goodness, uh, yeah, Tully's frozen. See, see what the bandit did. Him with that loyalty and changing right away, it hurt hey, Tully. He froze. Hey,
2: I, I, you know what? Like I said, it, it there's, You can have all the love you want for your girlfriend, your wife, whatever. But if we disagree on teams, there's no chance in hell you'd ever catch me on a cow with a cowboy jersey, with a Raider jersey. No, unless Great. I lost the. Great.
0: But he, he fact- even drinks beer. That has the Rams logo on it. Mm-mm. He has the Rams logo on the beer he drinks. Come on.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No. You know what? I I, I get I get shit from Kara she, she, every once in a while. She'd be like, "What? You, you know, you you can have other teams." I'm like, "No.
0: No. Not in the same sport. Not when you're yeah. hardcore. Like me, I'm bandwagon. I can do whatever I want. Whoever wins is my team. I'm good. But I don't have eight jerseys or the entire offensive line tattooed on my arm or anything like that. That guy does.
2: It, it, it's kind of funny though to see Sebastian come up to me, and every once in a while he's like, "Daddy, um, the Dodgers." Can, can I say I like them? <laughs> 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 oh, I love it, man! I mean, shoot, I'm my kids might hate me if the Niners ever win a Super Bowl, and they're gonna be like, "Why did you guys? Why did you make me root for this shitty team?" You know? Hey,
0: but you know, you know what the worst part about the Bandit is? And he's watching right now. He has an Android. He has an Android.
2: Yeah, he yeah. is, and that's why he's not allowed on the group tab.
0: That's, that, imagine if his girlfriend was a Clipper fan. You know he'd give up the Lakers quick. Too.
2: Oh, my.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, I, I, He he wouldn't be allowed at the camp next year. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
0: we'll try to get totally back. His uh, internet dropped off in upstate New York on the farm or wherever he may be. Uh, baseball and Barbecue says, what's up, Josh? This is uh, Jeff. What's happening? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally know those guys. There you go. So thanks, everybody, who's watching us. Again, if you guys want a sticker, let us know. Uh, and then see right here. Uh right here. My wife is a Yankee fan. No shot of me going over to the dark side. The and Thank that's you. his wife. Thank you. Not yeah. new girlfriend, wife.
2: Yeah. And that's like yeah, if you're a Yankee Mets fan, there's no in between or Yankee Red like you imagine freaking the bandit his I wish his girlfriend was a Giants fan now. A San Francisco <laughs> Giants fan. What would he do then? What would he do then? It's my question. Oh yeah. my god.
0: Rick, 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 this is something, and we're both wearing West Side hats, right? Hey, what's up to the guys at West Side uh, with the hats right there? Appreciate you guys as always. Good stuff coming out. Uh, we will see you guys pretty soon. All right, uh, Rick, um, if we try to get totally back here right now. You have this going on, you wore the Rams jersey when you took it off. Did you feel like, oh, like just Ew, you, those colors?
2: Yeah, it's still sitting back here. I don't know might have mopped the floor with it later, but um, no, yeah, I mean, again, it was, it was, it was all in good fun. And um, yeah, I, now obviously we're onto baseball. We're waiting for the, for the players and the, and the owners to come to an agreement. And I know there's a lot of news on that. And once totally comes back, I know he wanted to, Oh, there he is. He mm-hmm. wanted to touch on it a little bit. And I feel like a lot of people are kind of lost in the sense that, you know, like, Oh, what's going on? What, what do the players want? What do the owners want? And, Josh said he was going to touch a little bit on it. On
1: so you go a little bit,
0: Tony. What's going on?
2: Well, I mean, just the stuff that we all
1: read and uh, and, and you see in the media. But um, I, I think a lot of it obviously comes down to dollars and cents for, for both the players and the owners. Um, I think at the end of the day, the core economics of the entire package, whether it's free agency, arbitration, um, teams tanking, uh, draft pick compensation i think those are like the main values i don't think we're fighting over another bus or another masseuse or anything like that i think it becomes the game is getting younger the game is getting significantly younger and guys aren't getting paid out for six years so like you have to close the gap and then you have teams that are manipulating young rookies such as uh user chris bryant for example right like they manipulate his service time so they can get one more year of control. And those things aren't right. When a kid's ready to go to the big leagues, he's ready to go to the big leagues. Um, but I think a lot of it comes down to that that piece of it, is how we have to find a middle ground between the three years of pre-arb and then the six years of well, years the other three. Sorry. Well, the three years of pre-arb, then the three years of arb, and then finally free agency. That gap has to be closed.
0: Uh, it's uh, a <clears throat> as players, uh, when you you guys never went through this, right, before a, a stoppage like that?
2: No, we went through the negotiations. To, we we negotiated the last CBA. Okay. I was a part of it. Um, I remember in two thousand nine. Obviously, I didn't know anything about the players' association, anything about the union or stuff like that. And I get called up to the big leagues. Or I may make the team, and the first thing Vernon Wells says, "You're uh, you're the alternate player rep." And I was like, "Huh? What? Like, what is it? Like, do I have to do work." He's like, "Don't worry about it. It's it's nothing big." But we try to get the rookies involved. And I thought it was at first. I was like, "What what have they gotten myself into?" And then you become part of those talks. And uh, usually on the road, uh, the, the the people that lead the way, um, Mike Wilner or Mike Michael Weiner Weiner is how you say it. You remember Josh? No. Oh, did he freeze again?
0: Froze again. Something going on in Upstate New York.
2: Um. Anyways, he was the leader of the of the players association, and um, on the road, they, they kind of set up a lunch or or a, or a breakfast, and every player that that wants to come um, comes, and and you sit there and you you kind of learn a little bit of what what the owners want, what we're trying to do, and stuff like that. So I thought it was pretty cool. And after that, I kind of was involved in any time they were doing that kind of stuff as a young rookie, just to become aware. And I could see what the veterans were trying to do, um, and and I was one, probably the youngest guy uh, on that team at the time. And, but you still see like the the, Wells, the, the the older guys. You still see them show up because it, that's how much it means to them. I mean, they we built this whole thing, um, this players' association from the ground up, and. And you kind of try to pass it on as, as as time goes on. And now there's different guys leading the way. You, you hear Max Scherzer kind of be vocal about it. Um, Alex Wood is another guy that's vocal about it on social media. And um, again, it's, it, you want fair deals and, and that's what the players want.
0: So as a guy who's never had a real job, <clears throat> I don't know how this works because I've always been independent. So the way you guys do it, it's just like a union. Like say like our friend A who works at... Uh, 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 supermarket, the eight, the union there. You guys have your reps and everything else going on. So, as a young mm-hmm. player, when they explained it to you, did you know what you were getting yourself into? What yeah. you're in the meetings?
2: No, no, I never oh. spoke. I I was just like a deer in headlights. I was like, "What's going on? Like, this is this is this is real." You know, this is all the the dirty work done behind closed doors. And obviously, like I said, they do a good job of prepping you and and. and and, and keeping you involved and, and stuff like that. I know Clark is the leader of it now, yeah. um, but everyone has an input. All the players um, talk about it, and, and rightfully so. Like I said, that's why it's the strongest union in, in probably the world. And uh, um, like I said, at the end of the day, you hope that they come to an agreement. Um, I think everyone's ready for some baseball. And, uh, you know, pitchers and catchers were supposed to be reporting yeah. right about that. so. Um, You know, it hurts the players. It hurts everyone. It hurts the fans. And like I said, everyone's just about ready to to get going on this
0: thing all right well totally, internet keeps crashing he's gonna try to jump back in with us but we'll move on with the show as always we have two topics that we talk about that we get going and let's get going into this right now still have no name for it, but ricky this one came out earlier in the week oh that's the bandit we, we need to get rid of him all right one last thing the bandit he says <laughs> just to clarify i'm not a rams fan i want to sh- show support for my girlfriend she bought me the eric dickerson shirt but knowing the raider nation i might be in trouble now a bandit <laughs> i've not- I've met your girlfriend. She's super nice, young, wonderful young lady. If she knew you're a Raider fan, she should know better and buy you a Raider shirt. Maybe Mm -hmm. an Eric Dickerson Raider shirt. I'm not saying that she did you wrong, but she did you wrong because now you're getting (laughs) harassed here on the show. So now you become part of the... Look, here it is. Bandit, congrats on the win. Yeah, congrats to you, Bandit, on your Rams. (laughs) And I don't think there's going to be anybody that agrees with you, Caesar. the Green Eye Bandit. So, yeah, you become, you've become you now become fodder, and you've become somebody that we can pick on on the show. Like, that's the worst thing you ever want to do is be the guy in the clubhouse that somebody can manipulate to make fun of you. So I'm pretty sure I'm going to let this go never. So we'll keep on bringing it up. I'll keep that picture uh, in case anybody's just joining us right now. There he is when he was watching the Raiders didn't get built. Um, he'll never go to another Raider game. All right, so move on now. with Let's talk about some baseball here, Rick. Oh, man, the Bandits program again. Mm. Here we go. Up. Major League Baseball, this is a tweet from Jeff Paston last week. Major League Baseball asked for the ability to eliminate hundreds of minor league job, playing jobs in the latest labor proposal, according to ESPN. The league would not be allowed to implement the plan until after 2022. Details, it says about 40 positions would be eliminated You're shaking your head, Rick. Go for it.
2: Well, I just think that minor leaguers get the short end of the stick, man. Um, I was actually talking to a friend about it this morning, and and he's like, can you you believe they're trying to screw the the minor leaguers? They continue to try and and, and screw them. And it sucks because there is no major league baseball if there wasn't uh, uh, minor league baseball. I mean, that's where everyone comes from. That's where everyone grows, whether you spend a day, two days, two weeks, two months, whatever it is. Um, the, the, the minor leagues are very, very, very important. And for the owners to want and, and cut that out, it's like, that's kind of where you grow. That's kind of where, what makes you the, the player, the person that you are. And, and I just don't agree with any of this. Like, again, you need, you need the minor leaguers and you can't keep cutting jobs and, and, and doing this, this nonsense. It's, it's just, it, to me, it's ridiculous, man. And again, um, it's, it, Rookie ball, there's it's there for a reason. Short season is there for a reason. And you know, low A high. Maybe if yeah, if you want to cut um an affiliate, okay, whatever. But still there's a lot of kids who, who, who have a dream and, and who that maybe they'll never get to the big leagues, you know, but but it means a lot for them to be wearing a uniform and and go out there and grind it out with the big boys. So again, it's it it's tough when when you continue to see this and, and minor leaguers kind of continue to just wear it you know and and again if you didn't have minor leagues then there would be no mlb baseball
0: yeah and an update on that right there jeff passed <clears throat> he tweeted yesterday on monday that the mlb Pete player association rejected offers from the mlb that the mlb was asking to cut from 180 to as few as 150 like that is just ridiculous right there
2: it's crazy because um again man um not every big leaguer is a first rounder, second rounder, top five rounder. A lot of there's a lot of big leaguers that have awesome stories. So what if it's you know one of those thirty guys that you're cutting from each organization? What if it's one of those guys you know had a shot at making it to the big league? So all this is just a bunch of bullshit, man. And and it just sucks that they they continue to treat you know the minor league system like this.
0: Totally, we're moving because on to at day,
2: because at the end of the day, the owners have a ton of money, man, and they they ain't hurting for money. So the fact that they want to do something like this is just dumb.
0: Tully's back right now. totally this is the first. Sorry, guys. I don't side. know what's. I don't know what's going on. It's all right. But the, the the topic being MLB is trying to reduce the amount of playing jobs in the minor league from 180 to 150. Obviously, that was rejected by the Players Association.
1: Yeah, of course. They've already done this with the teams. They've cut out half of
0: the minor league
1: teams, half of the minor league cities. Like this is why. I, this is why I think baseball's dying. Right. Baseball is dying because of that reason alone. You you take these small cities that thrive in the summertime on having a minor league team, and now you just dismantle them and say no team. Like that that's why the, the young kids don't go out to the games. When I was a kid, we used to go to we used to go to local minor league games and even independent ball games. But they're trying to get a stranglehold on it. They bought the MLB now I, they either bought it or have tried to buy it or are partnered with the Atlantic league. Like they're trying to get a stranglehold and have control of all of it. And it's wrong. Like Ricky said, Ricky made a great point. Like it, it, it affects the Kevin Pillar's of the world, the yeah. 35th rounder who nobody's ever going to give a chance to. And he's got to prove himself 17 times before he gets a shot. Right? Like that's who it's going to affect. It's not going to affect the first rounders of the world. It's like, give these kids the opportunity to, Get a shot to go play in the big leagues. They should want this. They, those are feel good stories. This is what will drive the game.
2: I just, yeah, I just want to know what's the issue between 150 and 180. What, what's what's the issue? What's the holdup? I mean, there shouldn't so, be any. And, here, and it's, on it. it's me, that, Yeah, yeah it's, it's, obviously
0: it's money. But here's the the details on it. So the detail is that obviously as a they did already do that with the uh, contraction of teams last year, but the detail being. That In 2020, the MLB eliminated 42 teams, and included a lot of jobs, right? Um, 120 teams were spread out evenly. So what it is, it's the domestic reserve list was implemented part of that change. And that domestic reserve list is 180 players is the highest a team can have. Basically, the amount of minor leaguers that they're signed to. So just because you're on a team, but you also have the guys that are under contract that might be uh, still hurt or an extended or just – that kind of deal so teams can have up to 190 on it during the off season the te- the major league baseball teams want to have fewer than 150 because essentially you said it less t- people to pay uh so they're on it uh it's part of a 28 point package of transactions to limit the options the number of times a player can be returned all kinds of other stuff that's involved but it starts with l- limiting the amount of minor leaguers that they can have under their payroll to obviously Cut pay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's about. It's a dollar figure
1: for these guys.
2: I think I think Josh made Josh made a good point about the cities, those small cities. You know how fun it is to go like when you look back at it now, and you know, and I think about my double A days, my uh high A was not crazy because the Florida State League is a bit different than any other league, but short season, even the two weeks that I spent there just how much it means to like the auburn auburn uh double days the new york Penn league how much that team meant to them in that little city in double a the new hampshire fisher cats how much it means to that to that little city that's all they look forward to in in the summers and and for some cities to to have that taken away it kind of sinks. i remember going like josh said i remember for me going to, as a young kid going to a, a rancho Cucamonga game and how in awe i was of that setting and i was like whoa this is crazy these guys are professionals and come think about it; they're, they're they're high A players, but to a young kid, it, mean, it means a lot to be able to go to those games. So when you when you take away um, uh, teams from from small cities, and you you start cutting players, and you know you're, you're the you're the you're the organization trying to grow this game, but yet you're you're hurting it. Yeah, so. in
1: fact, in fact, you want to grow the game. Why don't you give these smaller communities more money to put into a stadium? and and build from there there's so there's so many different economic ways to do those type of things whether it's through through the city through bonds through the major league team through major league baseball through whatever but like you w- when you just shun people away like I'm telling you it will it ruins communities I've seen it. I've seen it a handful of times already.
0: This one here is more on on trying to limit the number of players. As I keep on reading, so if you're not assigned to one of the four affiliated teams in single A, balls, double A, triple A, things like that, you get sent to either the Arizona Complex League or the Florida Complex League. Right? It's essentially extended. They're trying to limit those numbers, and then also if you're in the Dominican Summer League, limit some of those numbers. So essentially, they're trying to eliminate the young, young players who are the cheapest ones.
2: The crazy thing is that that's where you develop these young guys though. Like that's that's like where it kind of begins for those guys, and where you kind of start molding them into these like hopefully big leaguers one day. So when you eliminate that, it, it takes a lot of wisdom. It takes a lot of a lot of learning. The learning curve away from from those players. If you're throwing them into high A, double A um, like right away, like it just to me, you're 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 you're, you're trying to speed up the system, and and it's, it baseball doesn't work like that.
0: All right, and the second subject now, to keep it on the baseball side, talking about salaries, unpaid. MLB argues for minor leaguers to stay unpaid in spring training. Quote, it is the players that obtain the greater benefit from the training opportunities that they are afforded than the clubs who actually just incur the cost of having to provide that training, end quote. Obviously written by a lawyer, a very high expensive lawyer, who gets paid $775 per hour to write that statement so <laughs> you're going to tell me that uh yeah
2: well
1: first I don't
0: want to pay my, you during spring
2: training i didn't know that i didn't know league, I paid. that's kind of such a dumb statement because minor leaguers have never been paid during spring training you know like let's just put that out there nobody's ever been paid like unless you live out you get a, a certain allowance but other than staying at the team hotel and getting your meals uh you know you, whatever you eat at the stadium stuff like that but minor leaguers have i don't even know where this comes from because they minor leaguers don't get paid
0: well because minor leaguers were starting to say that they should be paid throughout the season because a lot of these kids are showing up broke as can be there was a good story in the athletic today about uh how this is happening and how some players uh aren't even having enough money to get there and then when they get there they're asking hey can i get reimbursed for my gas to get here because they have no money. We're talking about not the first-rounders, not the ones, the bonus babies, the ones who are just trying to maintain.
1: But listen, it, 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 this is a systemic problem, too, because all these teams, and it started, I'm going to say, I, I, I really felt the pressure probably, I don't know, maybe back in like 2008-ish, where if you didn't show up to spring training on February 1st, as a minor leaguer, you didn't want to be there. Even as a big leader, right? Oh, you don't want to be there. You don't want to be here. Oh, you don't want to be here. It's like, no, I want to be here, but like, you you have to put gas in your car because you have to get from point A to point B. Like, if it wasn't for my parents, like, I wouldn't have made it through the minor leagues and have a and have a dollar to my name. I was fortunate enough that my parents could pick. I could piggyback off of them, and I. It, it's it's frustrating because there is a group M I L B advocates. I think. Is yep. what it's called, and I think they'd be awesome to get one of those guys on on the show because they they have dug incredibly deep into this, and they're the ones pushing for minor leaguers to get compensated of something, like yeah. And you know what? As a matter of fact, you you should fucking feed the guys too. How about that? And oh, yeah. you should you should like what, yep. I, this isn't up. This sh- really shouldn't be up for debate. To be quite honest with you, like. Hmm. The major league players get um, an, a meal money envelope, a stipend. To be quite frank, the players should get paid because you know who's making money off of those TV deals? Because every game's on TV now in spring training. Somebody's got to – and I don't know the economics of it, but I'm, I'm assuming that somebody is making money and not having to shell any of it out. And the players are the product, period. Like, as I've said before on the show, and I've said it on a bunch of other podcasts that I've done – it's an entertainment industry. The players are the entertainment. Without the players, you have nothing except about a billion-dollar stadium just sitting there running into the dirt. And don't tell me that you're gonna. Oh, we'll just find somebody else. We can find. Somebody. No, you can't. Not that. This is different caliber. Yeah,
0: you're, you're the the person you're talking about. His name is Kieran Lovegrove. It's advocates for minor league baseball. He's actually the, he recently retired from the Angels organization. And the story, again, in The Athletic Today by Brittany Garoli, it starts with uh, Donnie Sellers, who's in the Blue Jays system. And Donnie says he works seven days a week and then has to lift and pitch for several hours. Uh, right. He doesn't know if he can stay up because it, it goes with it. Because minor leaguers don't get a check from September until mid-April. So yep. at all. So you only pay during the season. And the recent salary upgrade for minor leaguers, I, I know people say, oh, you get to play a game, you're living your life, all that other good stuff. But at the end of the day, you have to pay some bills. Hey, Here, hey, here's wait, your salary if they went last year. Totally. Uh, let me get to for you right now. Uh, if you were in short season, you were making now $400 a week. A ball, you got 500 Double A, you were getting 600 And triple A, the minimum was $700 a week. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Triple A baseball. You know how fucking hard it is to... Mope, like to to navigate those cities and some of these triple A just, just imagine this be imagine being in um uh what's a good what's a good Vegas. city to, yeah use Vegas well yeah but that can be you could kind of hinder yourself there but but yeah use Tacoma right Tacoma is okay. a good city the food is good close to Seattle like 700 bucks a week like the. the let, let me backpedal here I, I'm, I'm kind of all over the place because here's the issue is they cut teams first off they said we're going to give the minor leaguers a pay raise however we're reducing the amount of teams now they want to reduce the players like if I, I i'll bet you because they raised the price of what they're going to uh the cost of what they're going to pay the players i'll bet you by cutting those teams it was an even wash now they're still trying to lower it i'm telling you it's wrong the system that system is broke and the mlb owners it's, it should be about the players, and and they will because they they're they're selling pitches. Look look what the Blue Jays just did. They just built this behemoth, behemoth, of a sports science center, which is great. It's great for the kids. It's I, I'm I'm glad like they should have that, but like that's not the selling point to the player. Like the player is the product on the field, and at the end of the day, it's can you play? Like we can do all the testing and all that stuff, and have all these fancy facilities and this this piece of equipment and that piece of equipment. But at the end of the day, it's about surrounding yourself by good coaches who can get these players to the next level, which is how it used to be. And it's really frustrating that it's really not like that as much anymore.
2: Yeah. And, and to touch on that too, Beto, you mentioned the salaries and how, how people like, like to say, Oh, well, you're, you're living your dream. You're, you're doing this, but what you don't take into consideration sometimes is that how the hell do you eat? You know, you got to pay to eat. You got to pay your rent. You got to pay bills sometimes in these cities, and and that's what people sometimes don't understand. Oh well, you know, you you guys are fine, or you got to go through the suffering to to make it to the big leagues. Fuck off, you know, with all that shit. It, it shouldn't be like that. It, all right, it, 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 go ahead. Go Ricky, ahead. Sorry,
1: okay. no, go ahead, go finish ahead. your. I listen. I I'm I'm getting so frustrated because just take a guy a se- guy making seven hundred dollars a week. That's Fourteen hundred dollars every pay period, twenty eight hundred over the month. You take the taxes out on it. Now you're looking at nineteen hundred. If most guys in AAA are married, they have their own, they have another house. Now they're paying rent. Like, dude, you you're at zero, at zero. You make no money. You're not even paycheck to paycheck. You're in the negative every every month because of this reason alone.
2: Yeah, and I'll speak to to my experience a little bit. Um... When i when I when I got called up to or when I signed and I went to auburn New York and the first place I stayed at um I stayed for at the hotel because they give you a two three day minimum and then what well, people don't talk about is after that it's like you're on your own to try and find a place yeah. to live and you're just like whoa well, well, I don't know I don't even know this city I where do I go where do I look luckily there were some teammates there that said hey come crash at our house um there's this guy that just got sent up so you can take his spot but there was like one two three four five six six or seven dudes trying to rent out a house and i was like whoa this is how it is here you know again i was blessed to be in a good position but you know you see the 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 heart the hardship of it and and what players have to go through and and yet we're sitting here thinking like oh like you know this this is not a matter of oh it's gonna make them tougher it's it's not a matter of that it's just a matter of um being fair, you know, and and giving these guys a proper place of uh, some somewhere where they're comfortable, you know, where they're able to live and, and eat again. This, Josh and I can go on and on about the shit food in the minor leagues. It, nobody gives a shit, you know, and and then you get to the big leagues and you see these spreads and you're like, wow, not that the minor leaguers have to eat like that every time, but. You know, come on. Let, let's let's be fair. There's something a little better than a peanut butter and jelly sandwich every goddamn day.
1: It, and it's changing. It, it like the food portion of it in the clubhouse is is definitely changing. I've witnessed that over the last couple of years um, of my career. There was, it is getting better. It's not always. But when Ricky and I were coming up, like that's what you did. I mean, I do. I remember Kingsport, Tennessee. We had marshmallow fluff. And foreos not even or oh, we couldn't even get the real oreos we had fake oreos <laughs> and marshmallow fluff with wheat bread <laughs>
2: like, oh man yeah i mean the and bread. then and then the higher levels you climb up it's still the same spread yeah, it doesn't get it. You're, you're like oh shoot i can't wait for a, a double a spread and then you get, get back from bp and you're like oh shit, it's the same as it was in short yeah. season so um again and that's no knock you know on on anything but there's there's a way you, you gotta you gotta fuel your guys and your your top your top draft picks your your or even like just your guys in double like your prospects everyone you want them to eat good you can't feed a uh a ferrari you know cheap gas you you gotta put good gas in it and, and if you want these guys to continue to go out there and perform like the the food should not be an issue you know you should be able to feed these guys and, and keep them well fed and and they again they're your future
0: it's not like you guys are asking like oh pay us millions in the minor leagues it's like how about we oh. just get enough to where we could sustain and i don't know 100 dollars a week maybe like 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 i said at the start bit. of this it's this was written. these statements are being written by lawyers who are getting paid 700 800 dollars an hour retainer minimum just to get going which is what a guy gets for the week <laughs> to play baseball um and the, in 2018, Congress passed the Save America's Pastime Act. Obviously, some kind of lobbyist was involved right there, uh, which deemed minority players seasonal workers. Essentially, minor leaguers are considered paid interns, where they're exempt from minimum wage requirements. That's why you guys are making less. And once again, we're not trying to say get the minor leaguers millions or anything like that, but give them enough to where they don't have to worry about, I don't know, gas, uh, or they don't have to worry about, I don't know, Being able to afford McDonald's like how many times have you guys talked about what food you were eating and then you think about it. You're a 22 year old physical specimen who's trying one step away from the majors and you don't have the proper nutrients in you. I mean, mind you, this is in the 70s and 80s of back in my day. Tommy Lasorda, give him cold water because in the major leagues, that's hot water. That's bullshit. Like just evolve move on, you see the technology, you see the science, you don't have to be an asshole to every single minor leaguer anymore, because back in my day, Dale, fuck all that, we feed them the right way.
2: Yeah, you're saying we have all this technology, we have all this research that, hey, if you feed this guys properly, it helps them function, it helps with injuries, it helps with this, it helps with that. Shit, I think I feel better now than I did, uh, you know, back in 2012 and 13 when I was hurt, so, um, and that's just you know, what I've learned about putting in my body, the sleeping and all that stuff. And I'm sure they have all that nowadays. Like like Josh said, it's, it's changing, it's trending that way. But at the same time, let's pay these guys a little bit.
1: Well, you got to pay the guys. And listen, I, I'm going to just say one more thing about, yep. I, I'm not sure that the owners are convinced that the players are united, right? And I think they're, They, I. it's weird that they're, Yes, they're so far entrenched in it, but they have no idea what like this bond and brotherhood of baseball players is. Like, you may bend you may bend us a little bit, you will not break us. These no. dudes are like they're like this, like yeah. and that's what it's going to be. And I tell you what, they're gonna they got they have to they they I know they will. I know they will. They have they have all the right leadership. They have all the right people in their corners, and they have to hold. I know it's tough for the fans, but they have to hold their ground because otherwise the product is going to get diminished. Let me
0: follow up on this one. uh, Just to let you know, of course, once again, with lawyers, it's uh, MLB and MILB, minor league baseball, paid lobbyists to Congress to make sure that they get past that act, of course. Uh, But Mm -hmm. league also argued, right now they're arguing that minor leaguers players receive a value of $2,200 weekly from their teams by being able to be at spring training because that's the value that youth and amateur players are paying for training. They went and looked at how much it costs to go to IMG Academy, that big fancy academy in Florida. They I said, those players kind of receive $2,200 worth of quality instruction. They're like, well, it's the same as minor leaguers. They're basing it off a travel ball team. Enough said yeah. with that, and it'll continue to go. Once again, the lawyers, what's up, Curtis Cole? Oh. You guys continue to stay rich.
2: Well, and, and, and another thing just to add, like you, you you see that Max Scherzer tweet or I did and, and you look at the comments, you're like, oh, well, let's switch jobs. You know, I'll take your 40 million. And, and people forget, like, it's not about that. It's about doing it right. And, 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 and people forget that the owners are multi, 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 multi billionaires. And, you know, Max is not asking for more money or anything like that. Is anybody worth 40 million? Probably not, but if a team's willing to give it to you, why the hell would you you say like why – you're not going to say no to that. So, like, people need to cut it with the whole, like, oh, like, switch me jobs or, oh, like, you know, poor you. It's not about that. It goes beyond that. And, and again, nobody knows what goes on behind the closed doors. And I actually had a a guy, um, a friend of mine, ask me at the alumni game. They're like, hey, man, like, you know, like, they're raising tickets and they're raising beer money, like – you know, like why are the players going to be bitching about like you know whatever's going on? And I'm like, you know what, man? Like people need to quit it with the whole like we pay your salary. It, it, it doesn't work. <laughs> you know, it just no. The, the TV companies it, pay their salary. Yeah, the stadium can be empty. You know, the the, the players are still going to make their money.
0: Yeah, and and the billionaires are gonna continue to pay make their yeah pay. yeah yeah. So I never, never and people are like oh you don't like a team no I don't like billionaires but if I was one no problem and also for those you say I'll switch shots with you no you wouldn't because you don't know how to throw ninety nine at at a dart okay <laughs> so. <laughs> And like, like I told my friend, uh, who's a principal the other day, not my brother, the other principal, he's like, oh, it must be nice for you to do this. this I was like, it is. But you know what? I worked my ass off working midnight to 5 a.m. for a lot of years. So I fucking earned this. So shut up. So nobody yeah. told you to do this. Anyways, I'm on yeah. my own sand- sandbox here. But yeah, uh, don't ever support billionaires unless you're one. Then you're my best friend and you want to invite me to Pelican Hill? No problem. We'll do that. Or Pebble <laughs> Beach or fly me on the plane. Uh, anyway. All right. So every single week, we've been bringing you a different rant. We had Tommy Lasorda. Uh, One week that we had uh, Earl Weaver last week. Okay, do you guys know who Lee Elia is? Totally, you might. No? Okay, so Lee Mm -hmm. Elia was the Cubs manager in the 80s. All right, fiery guy, uh, American baseball manager. And I found this rant from here. Uh, Lee Elia was upset at the way that the Cubs were fans were treating the players. This was a rant that he had on April 29th. The team is 5-14, and and he goes on this rant. So now let's hear Lee Elia on a fantastic rant.
3: I'll tell you one fucking thing. I hope we get fucking hotter than shit just to stuff it up them 3,000 fucking people that show up every fucking day. Because if they're the real Chicago fucking fans, they can kiss my fucking ass right downtown and print it. They're really, really behind you around here. My fucking ass. What the, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Go out there and let my fucking players get destroyed every day and be quiet about it? For the fucking nickel-dime people to show up? The motherfuckers don't even work. That's why they're out at the fucking game. They only go out and get a fucking job and find out what it's like to go out and earn a fucking living. 85% of the fucking world's working. The other 15 come out here. A fucking playground for the cocksuckers. Motherfuckers Rip them Cocksuckers Like the Fucking players Got guys Busting their Fucking ass And them Fucking people Boo And that's The Cubs My Fucking ass They talk About the Great fucking Support that The players Get around here I haven't Seen it This fucking Year The name Of the game Is hit the Ball Catch the Ball And get The fucking Job done Right now We have More losses Than we have Wins the fucking changes that have happened in the Cub organization are multifold. All right, they don't show because we're 5 and 14. <laughs> and unfortunately, that's the criteria of them dumb 15 motherfucking percent that come out to day baseball. The other 85% are earning a living. It'll take more than a 5 and 13 or 5 and 14 to destroy the makeup of this club. I'll guarantee you that. There's some fucking pros out there that wanna fucking play this game. But you're stuck in a fucking stigma of the fucking Dodgers and the Phillies and the Cardinals and all that cheap shit. All these motherfucking editorials about say and fucking uh, the philly and all that shit. It's that, sickening. It's unbelievable. It really is. It's a disheartening fucking situation we're in right now. Five and 14 doesn't negate all that work. We've got 143 fucking games left. What I'm trying to say is don't rip them fucking guys out there. Rip me! If you want to rip somebody, rip my fucking ass. But don't rip them fucking guys, because they're giving everything they can give. But once we hit that fucking groove, it'll flow. And it will flow. The talent's there. I don't know how to make it any clearer to you. I'm frustrated. I'll guarantee I'm frustrated. It'd be different if I walked in this room every day at 8.30 and saw a bunch of guys that didn't give a shit. They give a shit. And it's a tough National League East. <laughs> there you
0: go.
1: Guys, 19 El- games
0: in? 19, 19 games, games in. They're getting blasted? So he got blasted. So <laughs> it was his first year managing the Cubs, Lee Elia and it was remember that was before the cubs had night games so every game was a day game in chicago so they dropped the one run game to the dodgers and they asked him about it and there was only three reporters and one radio reporter and he that was the entire tirade right there uh and obviously he didn't last long but he was a long time uh bench coach so he was a played for the white Sox and the cubs a little bit he managed the cubs for two seasons also went to the phillies then he also uh coached with the yankees mariners blue jays uh, Tampa, Devil Rays, Orioles, and Mariners. And that was just one of his... I found that right there. And I had always heard about him. I never heard the audio. And then I did more reading on him. Elia also, uh, after that year was... Uh, after he got fired by the Cubs, he went to AAA Portland in the Pacific Coast League. There, in a famous game against Ricky's old team, the Vancouver Canadiens, he was ejected for arguing balls and strikes. He throws a chair onto the field... Uh, before leaving the field, right? He got tossed. This in turn led to the ejection of the bat boy. The bat boy, the umpire told the bat boy to go get the chair, and they told him not to. So the bat boy gets tossed.
2: <laughs>
0: I love it. I love the
2: old old days. Where do you find these things, man?
0: Hey, this is beautiful. Like the the the. It's, we're gonna, every single week. I'm gonna go and bring some stuff up for you guys. Different audio of what's going on because we don't hear that anymore. Right now, it's like, oh, we don't play the game hard. But the the tirade. You're right, totally. 19 games into and, the season, and this fool's oh. going off.
2: And, and to have the guts, and to have the guts to call out a fan base. Too. <laughs> <laughs> they deserved it.
0: Yeah. Eighteen percent of them go get a effing job. <laughs> like, like these are your hardcore fans. Totally. Yeah. What goes on with these Cub games, man? The people get loaded; they just go off on you, or what? Yeah. Well, it's yeah. They boo you like crazy. Now, did you guys play for a manager like that, or did you guys know of any of those old school coaches that you guys would hear in spring training, like that?
1: Um, I mean, like I, I the Lou Pinello stories are my favorite, but those are not for public. Did you play for New York? I played for Terry Collins. He had a nice tirade one year when uh, – Synder- I wasn't there, but Syndergaard threw behind Utley, I think, after the Tejada Ruben thing. Tejada got taken out. Yeah, something like that.
0: Yeah, so that was uh, Lee Constantine Elia. Uh, oh, love it. Yeah, there you go. So that was a good little rant. We'll bring that to you. It's for the kids. You know, this podcast is for the kids. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> all right, all right. Two of them in. Now, Ricky, if you would have played for a guy like that, you being very calm, quiet, you hear a manager like that, because you played for some good ones in college, right? Yeah. Did d- that work, coaches like that?
2: I mean, yeah, I, I, you know what? I, I didn't, me being the quiet guy that I was, I never really got caught up in it. You know, I wasn't into like the whole like, oh, like, he hurt my feelings or anything like that. If anything, I'd be like, "All right, what, what do we have to do to be better?" Whatever it is, you know. Obviously, at the big league level is a little bit different yeah. than a college level, but I ran into a a few um, minor league managers who were fucking crazy, dude. Double um, <laughs> A, um, but he was his his tirades against umpires were amazing, dude. Like he like would like walk out like at a good pace out to the out to the, to the home plate uh, umpire and then he'd do this one he'd kind of go like this put his hat backwards and then it was like game on dude it was insane and then he stomp on home plate and the the, the the funniest part is you know these guys would walk back and be like hey you like that shit you know and you're just like oh, you guys are nuts you know and obviously we've talked about one you know our triple a manager in buffalo you know um Marty Brown you know he downtown yeah, has-
1: Marty Brown he sat on the <laughs> yeah. field one time in uh in Norfolk
2: in Norfolk yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, we you know we, you do run into those guys every once in a while and um again it, it at the at the professional level it becomes more of a you're kind of looking at the guy next to you and you're you're trying not to laugh uh if you're really really getting your ass kicked obviously you're definitely not laughing but uh yeah I mean you know it's a long season and shit's gonna happen, so you just expect whatever comes with it.
0: it I love it. I love it. I love it. As a former umpire, you start. You got to laugh yourself. All right, here we go. That audio from Lealia perfectly leads us up to Tolly time. Let's go, Tolly. Are you?
1: What we got? I need ninety seconds. Ninety seconds. 90 seconds so okay. I've <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, been do- I've been doing catching lessons, and I've had kids pretty much throughout the winter, and the parents unfortunately pay a lot of money for it, or fortunately. They, they spend a lot of time and energy in their kids. And I finally, finally, after multiple lessons, get a kid to catch the ball properly. He's doing the right thing. His travel ball coach hasn't seen him until last week, Sunday. And his travel ball coach says, I don't want you catching like that. Who taught you how to do that? Well, let me tell you something, travel ball coach. If you would have been around – About four months ago and watch this young fella couldn't catch a cold and I finally got him to catch and he was blocking and he was throwing and everything looked great. And now you're going to shut the operation down after seeing him one time who you're not qualified. And if you're listening, you know who you are. You know who you are. Don't tell me after four months of work or three months of work that I don't know what I'm talking about. There's my rant. One minute, seven seconds.
2: <laughs> hey, I agree with you, man. That's disrespectful. That no, pisses me. me off. You shit me. Let me
1: tell you something. Do you want to have a conversation and say, "Hey, JT, I don't know. I see this. i that's fine. That's... I'm good with that. Like, I'll have. Hey, I'll debate. I teach catching multiple styles. However, you want to catch. You want to catch a knee down, conventional. I, I'll, I'll teach it all because I've, I've done it all. I can help the kids navigate, but I know what's best for the kid. I've watched it. I'm telling you, I felt bad for this kid. He was struggling at the very beginning, like tough. The stance was unorthodox for him. He didn't feel comfortable in this in this stance. So we shifted him around, got him looking really good. And literally the kid has two more lessons with me. And now we have to revamp. And I feel terrible because the parents have spent a ton of money on it. And it's like, we got to start over and only have an hour with the kid for the day. <laughs> Anyhow, there it is. There it is, boys. <laughs> the youth, let me tell you, the youth sports, the youth the youth circuit right now is really chapping my ass. Right? <laughs> One day we'll be able to vent about something else, but it's chapping me. Hey. Boys, I got to go get my kids get out from of school. Here. Get
0: out of I got to go. Yeah. yeah. Be, be good. Don't get into any fights with any uh, travel ball coaches. Be good, yo man. <laughs> hey, man. Yeah.
2: I'm not at that level yet. um Um, obviously Sebastian's still barely starting t-ball
0: yeah
2: um but like like we mentioned a little bit last week you start seeing a little bit more Uh and kind of the stuff that goes on and even at the higher levels and what they're teaching what they're trying to teach and again when when you talk to college coaches like i've i've had the the luxury of being friends with a lot of them and and they're like dude just let your kid be that's Mm -hmm. it just they swing hard swing hard throw the ball hard throw it don't like there's no need to to try and especially at Sebastian's age to try and get them they, their attention spans already five seconds as it is you know so they're gonna check out check out if you go longer than five seconds but even like at the when they start throwing a hard, like hardball and and, and and stuff like that it's still all about fundamentals and we're trying to get so tricky and they they, they, they want to make their I always say this they they want to make their kids big leaguers at the age of nine 10 years old. You know, and, and I get it. You know, obviously the pressure of you see the, the scholarships being handed out at, as a freshman, as an eighth grader and uh, and stuff like that. But you know what? Hey, if it's in your destiny and, and, and you, you're meant to make it, you're going to make it. You know, it's not going to take spending hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars to try and make somebody, you know, you, at the end of the day, you have to ask your kid, do you really like it? Do you really enjoy it? And that to me is the most important part, you know?
0: Mm, mm, mm. Indeed, 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 Ricardo. I always say, uh, nobody ever wants to be known as the best 10th grader. Yeah. Or, I mean, or the best 10-year-old. Like, <laughs> what,
2: what, what, what good does that do, you know? like, what Well, because good... that way the parents
0: can post on Instagram how great their kid is. That's
2: all. I, I don't give a shit, you know? Like, it, again, like, posting rings and my kid's got 10 rings, it, who cares, like, Go out there and get better every day. That's it. Go out let, there and get better. Learn me, the fundamentals. And let me know again, what
0: snacks you got. What candy yeah. did you get after the game? And again,
2: at the at the end of the day, it's all about fundamentals. people are like, oh, what's spring training like? Fundamentals. And it's repetitive every single day. Ball back, hit back to ball hit back to you, throwing to first base, turning a double play, covering first base. You know how many we spent like 10 to 15 minutes in each station every single day covering bunt plays like and and people think it's like it's some kind of like magic that you have to do. It's like no just learn the fundamentals. Learn learn where where to be and if you guys haven't gotten a chance to listen go listen to Derek Jeter on that podcast with mm-hmm. Knuckleheads, you know, Quentin Richardson and Darius Miles. He talks about like how he and this is obviously he's on another level of thinking, but he's like saying when I'm playing shortstop, I have a checklist in my head. I had a checklist of okay if, if the ball's hit to me what do i do in this situation and it doesn't have to be a a minute long checklist for him it was like 5 seconds all right boom i get the ball this is what i need to do this is where i need to be stuff like that like just know where you need to be and and teach your kids where they need to be in certain situations like don't don't take that athleticism uh, away from them and i think sometimes when we bombard them with all these like lessons and this and that there's a time for that yes but when you bombard them with lessons and it makes the kid think and they, they lose their athleticism in baseball if you're thinking man you you've lost already
0: like like he said in the sandlot you wouldn't have been thinking that if you weren't thinking or something like that i don't know it, yeah man and, and again like hurt it, the team all that other stuff it,
2: it, yeah it, it, if you guys get a chance listen to Derek Jeter yeah. and I, I feel like they, sh- they should have let him talk a little bit more it kind of bothered me that at times they were jumping in but when does that guy do a, a freaking podcast and, and i jumped i jumped on it quick and i was like man like this is dope like listening to this guy and the way he thinks and they they talked about that that uh that play that he made against oakland in the playoffs he's just like i just knew where i needed it to be and i and it, my instincts t- took over and that's what it's all about instincts like let your have let let your kids have instincts you know it, the the rest comes naturally
0: there it is there it is. The words of former big leaguer, Ricky Romero. I'll, I'll end it on this one. Like, J.P. Crawford, gold glove shortstop, said at the Ricky Romero baseball camp with the shortstops were asking him, all we're going to do is just take ground balls and do this and do cone work? Like, yeah. One kid asked him, are we going to do any jump turns? He said, no. We do fundamentals. That's all you need. That's all you
2: need. And that's coming from a gold glove shortstop in the big leagues, doing it right now, and, and, and a complete stud, and a stud of a person, too. Yeah. A plus plus plus. But yeah, it's it's fundamentals. Like the 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 jumping and throwing, it's instincts. That just takes over during a game. If you have to do it, you have to do it. But most of the time you're gonna be fielding a, a ground ball pretty normal.
0: There it is. We'll see you next week. Uh Ricky and I are heading out to Riviera this week. We're gonna see the Genesis open. Uh we might end up playing. Who knows? I mean, I'll, I'll take my my clubs just in case. We'll see you Enjoy next- Yeah, another edition of the Let's Go Ricky Roll podcast. Make sure you rate, subscribe, review, uh, send us messages. And instead, if you want one of the new stickers, DM me on the Let's Go Ricky Roll Instagram page. Appreciate you guys. We'll see you next week, Rick. Adios.
2: Adios.